Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Define University podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Titus, and I'm so excited for episode 71. First of all, before we even jump into the episode, whoa, 71. I am so, so beyond proud and so excited. And it's honestly because of each and every one of you for listening, for sharing out these episodes, for telling me and letting me know what resonates, what you want to hear more about. Uh, and so please keep those coming. Please keep those that rating, that reviewing, that sharing and subscribing, all the things you know what to do. Um, but also, keep letting me know what you guys want to hear more about. All right. I want to make sure that I am putting out content that speaks directly to you and what it is that you are looking for. So the easiest way to do that, I don't know if you know this, you can head right on over to my website, defineuniversity.com. Click on the podcast link. Oh my goodness. And uh, scroll down and right there, there's a little form you can fill out. Let me know what you would want to know, what you want to learn about. And uh, if you want to be on the podcast, let me know that too. If you want to come on and share your story, uh, I want to keep continuing to build and grow this podcast. Um, and But I don't want to do it alone, right? The whole beauty of the Define University community is that we are a community. And I absolutely love that. And so as we head into the summer months, I'm going to be looking for new ideas, new just ways to continue to ignite the mission of Define You. So if you've got ideas, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would love to hear them from you. Uh, so yeah, let me know. All right. But it is time to get into episode 71. Are you guys ready for this one? Oh my goodness. I'm excited. Um, but I'm actually gonna, I have a little, <laughs> a little thing to talk about first. So bear with me. Um, not bad, actually, this is really good. So I want to take just an honestly, a quick second to continue to thank each and every one of you. I know I kind of just did that in the first minute, but here's where, here's where I'm coming from in this. I, uh, before I sat down to record this podcast, I had a doctor's appointment. I had some errands to run. And so I did that. And while I was up in an area of town that I could do that, there is a local um, shop now that just opened last week that sells shakes and teas. And I went yesterday, actually, and it was just the people there were amazing. Uh, The people that own the the company, own the business were amazing. And I just... I'm going to say I felt at home, which I know sounds a little a little random, but it just felt comfortable there, right? It's one of those places you walk into and I was like, yes, I love this vibe. So I happened to be up in that area again today and I was like, you know what? Why not? So I popped in again, super nice, super just, you know, I kind of was like, I don't know, what do you guys think? They gave me their recommendations and I just felt really comfortable. And they were so appreciative of, you know, me coming in, of me coming back a second day of sharing that out on social media. And I realized in that moment, (laughs) I'm like them, right? They are small business owners. I am a small business owner. And I realized them thanking me just reminded me 
of how important it is for me to thank you, the listeners, the people that, that truly make Define University possible. See, yes, this was, this was an idea I had. It was a brand that I thought of. It's this company that I created, but it would not be what it is today without you. And so, you know, through this takeaway this morning, I was reminded of how important gratitude is to give it and receive it. And so in this moment, before we jump into the episode, I just want to give each and every one of you the most sincere thank you, uh, peace of my heart, because Define You truly would not be here without each and every one of you. So whether you have, you listen to the podcast, you watch the videos in my weekly email series, you participate in trainings and lives that I do, or maybe you've taken a course with me. Maybe you purchased my journal or one of my journals. Maybe you have, are coming to the day of discovery, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, maybe you've messaged me or, or liked or post commented on one of my posts. It does not matter to me. The fact that matters to me is that you are here and you are a part of this community. So thank you. Truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, all right. That again, I know I know that was random, but it was something that I absolutely needed to share with you. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Um, but we are at episode 71. So what do you say we get started? All right, so we're gonna take a little bit of a different turn. We're gonna go from like kind of a behavioral mindset for this episode. Um, and I'm gonna kinda, of, I'm gonna sh- kind of, I'm gonna share with you four steps to take to help you not take things personally. So we know that, you know, or, or maybe you don't, but I'm gonna go with the assumption that we know it's best to not take things personally. Things that our students tell us, things that other colleagues or adults tell us that it's it's really important to not take things personally, right? I think most people are going to agree with that statement. I know I did for years. Like I knew not to take things personally. And I kept seeing, there was like a new acronym that I kept seeing in like the special education realm. And it was Q-tip. And I always laughed because I just thought it was a funny acronym. But it stood for quit taking it personally. And I thought that's really clever. I love that. We always need a new acronym, right? <laughs> Uh, semi-sarcastic with that one. I think there's so many acronyms, but we're going to go with it. And so I always re- though remember thinking, I know that it's important not to take things personally. I knew the why behind it. What I didn't know was how to do it. I didn't know the steps to take. So I kept seeing, and I still see them now, I keep seeing, don't take it personally, don't take it personally. And I even share that. I share that with teachers and staff and colleagues, you name it. And I always get the first, if if I get a question back, the first question I always get is, that sounds great, Lindsay, but how? So that is really what we're going to dive into in today's episode is I'm going to share with you four ways to practice not taking things personally. And before I even go into that, I want to touch on that word practice. Not taking things personally is a skill, you guys. This is not something that you are innately born with or not born with. This is something that we learn and we learn through practicing. And so I want you to get, I want you to get so aware and and crystal clear on the fact that this is a skill you will continue to practice. Because I think what happens sometimes with these kinds of concepts, right? Not taking it personally, we think we either have it or we don't. We get into almost a fixed mindset lens of this kind of concept. And I want you to I want you to squash that and I want you to enter into a growth mindset. Where am I better at not taking things personally and what areas do I need to grow at? 
This is not a yes, no, this is not as simple as yes, I have it, no, I don't. Because I will say most of the time, I don't take things personally. But there are times I absolutely do. There are certain things that people will say that, ooh, that gets me, right? I've gotten better and I'm gonna continue to get better. But if we have a mindset that this is fixed, that if I do this, I'm not gonna have that anymore, then I'm living in the do, have, be mindset. And what we want to be living in is the be, do, have, okay? So where are we going with this? All right, so we want to practice not taking things personally. So the first thing, that first strategy I'm gonna share with you uh, came from one of my mentors, is uh, <laughs> who is Brian Mendler, and that is listen to what over how. Listen to what the student is saying versus how they are saying it. And here's why this is important. Because this is, so what a student is saying is powerful. That's where the meaning is going to lie. But oftentimes we can get so caught up in the tone or the volume or the word choice and if I'm someone that gets offended, let's say by swearing, and a student swears, well, I'm gonna, I'm more likely to take that personally that they're swearing at me and I don't like it. So I feel offended or disrespected. Meanwhile, I've missed what it was they were actually trying to say through the swear word. So, you know, I'm, let's let's do an example, and I'm not gonna do an example of swearing because I don't, I don't wanna swear on the podcast, uh, but let's do an example of leave me alone, okay? So I might have a student that says, leave me alone. And I could say, how dare you say that to me? I'm an adult, you don't tell me to, tell, to leave you alone, right? I didn't listen to what they were actually saying. I simply responded because I took it personally. So what if instead, the student says, leave me alone. And I say, oh, whoa, it sounds like you are really frustrated right now. I can absolutely leave you alone. Thank you for telling me what you needed. Now, the next question I know I often get is, but what if they said it rudely, right? What if they said it with that tone? Again, we are listening to what over how in the moment, because in the moment we are listening for the hidden message. We are listening for the words that aren't being spoken through the words that are being spoken. Hopefully that makes sense. Then later on, when the student has calmed down or that we've, we've identified what was going on, we can have that conversation and say, hey, next time, let's use this, let's use these instead. Or next time, all I gotta do is this and I'm gonna leave you alone, okay? Now, personally, I don't think leave me alone is that, that big of a deal, but I'm using that as our, you know, kind of fill in for maybe some more uh, intense language that some of our kids might use. But another way or another reason a kid might say leave me alone is I feel dumb and I don't know how to do this. They might say leave me alone because I didn't eat breakfast this morning and I didn't have dinner last night and I am starving and I can't possibly think about doing this math right now until I get a snack, but I don't know how to ask you for a snack because I don't want you to know that anything's going on at home. Whew, that's a mouthful, right? It's a whole lot easier to say, leave me alone. So guess what? We do the simplest behavior we know to do to get our end result. So if a student knows that by saying, leave me alone, 
I'm, I might get kicked out of class. I might get left alone or I might, something else might happen. I'm going to do that instead of sharing my story, especially if I don't have a relationship with that person. So the more that we can listen to what kids are saying, not how they are saying it, we're going to have quicker insight in how they're feeling. So we can then connect that feeling, thought, and behavior in the moment with that student. Therefore, notice it was all about the student, right? We are not taking things personally. Okay, so that's the first one. The second reason or the second strategy is to get clear on your own values. It sounds so simple, right? But it's so true. If you know who you are, no one else gets to define it for you. Not your students, not your colleagues, not your administrator, not the stranger down the street or the person across the country on social media. When you are so crystal clear and you know who you are at your core, what someone else says or does does not matter because it doesn't define who you are. But if you are not clear on who you are first, well, then you're going to be more likely to fall to what somebody else says when they say it in the moment. Because even at a rational level, you may know that's not true. I'm not really that word that that kid just called me. But at a subconscious level, if you don't know who you are at that core belief value, then you're going to say, man, do all my students think that? Does the teacher down the hall think that? Well, if that one person, it must be true. And you're going to start to have these false beliefs, aka these limiting beliefs about who you are, which all stemmed from somebody calling you something or doing something that you took personally because you didn't have that strong foundation. Now, I could go into all the ways to figure out your values, to get clear on your values, okay? And I do that in a lot of my courses. I've done that in other episodes of the podcast. But what I wanna tell you right now, if you're looking for a resource, again, outside of Define You, a lot of the work I've done with values comes from Brene Brown. You know, if you have not looked into her work, that is a lot of what I have pulled and done about values and identity comes from there. And then I put, you know, my spin on it, which I recommend to anybody. Anytime you are consuming information, make sure you're creating your own meaning from it, right? But one thing you can do to get started is simply just start making a list of who you are. When someone asks you that question, who are you? What do you value? Who do you identify as? Just start making a list. And the stronger that that list becomes and the stronger that you align with the list you are creating, the less likely you are going to be to take truth in what somebody else says you are because you've now learned to define who you are by the values you hold for yourself. All right, make sense? Hope so. <laughs> All right, so strategy number three, listen to connect and then reflect. All right, so what does that mean? That again means we wanna to listen to the information being shared and we wanna connect those thoughts to feelings. Then I want you to use that connection to spark your own reflection on why this situation might be triggering or impacting you. See, anytime we are triggered by something outside of ourselves, picture a mirror. It is reflecting back to us something that we, we are ready to learn, something that we have to unpack that we've got to dig a little deeper into. See, if something inside me, if I get upset by something that I'm seeing, there is something within me that's ready to grow, that's ready to expand and evolve. It's not about that person. Because remember, at the end of the day, I can't change anybody but myself. So I now know if I'm taking something personally, if I feel, again, personal about a situation, then I go to my journal 
or I go to a sheet of paper, I go to a trusted friend and I get all that information out. I get all those thoughts out so that I can truly understand what is it that's going on? Why is this impacting me so much? Why am I giving my personal power away through this victimization process or through this process of not having clarity in what it is that I'm understanding, what it is that's going on. So until I have that clarity, I'm gonna feel like I'm being attacked. And here's the key, maybe I am. Maybe somebody is portraying their anger onto me. Maybe I am being victimized. And of course, if any of those things are happening, I am not saying to push them under the rug or to not address them. But what I'm saying is to get crystal clear on where that's coming from. Because when we take things personally, if I'm not able to see this through a clear lens, then I'm not able to truly understand and find meaning in it. But that comes through reflection. So certainly if it is something above and beyond, somebody has done something I've taken personally and it is a more intensified situation, please seek help, please reach out um, and, and please do something to make sure that you are safe uh, where you are, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. All right, so the last strategy are energy check-ins. I have talked about these before, but ultimately what these check-ins are, are simply that, check-ins throughout the day to ensure that you are staying present and focused during the day. But that requires energy, right? If I wanna stay present and I wanna stay focused in this moment, I need to have the energy to do that. I can't have my energy be drained all day long. So to keep shining bright, to keep being who you are, utilize energy check-ins through the day. These take maybe 15, 30 seconds, and it's simply putting your hand over your heart, taking a deep breath and saying, how am I doing? How am I feeling? Where am I, what's going on? And then the more present you are, the less likely you're gonna take things personally because you're present to the situation. You can see it for what it is. Instead of wondering or feeling guilty or doubt or judgment or shame, you can simply say, whoa, that person's really mad. Is there something I can do? If not, or if there is, great. If not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that breath. I'm gonna have gratitude for this moment and I'm gonna keep living my life, okay? But if we don't, if we aren't present, we take all that home with us. And all that baggage that we're collecting through the day, that's what's draining our energy. But when I can stay present and I can breathe and I can live into each moment, well, then I have energy to go to the next moment and the moment after that and the moment after that. So use these check-ins to see how you're doing, to see how you're feeling. And if you have a desire or a need to feel differently and change, you have this now awareness, you can accept it, you can acknowledge where you wanna to get to and you can take the aligned action to make that shift. So, and what I just mentioned are the four A's. You've heard them before, but this is the beauty of the four A process. It's applicable in so many different settings. So never lose sight of those four A's because my friend, they are powerful. Okay, well, there you have it, right? Super, hopefully pretty simple uh, to understand. But in order to quit taking things personally, here are my top four strategies. Listen to what over how, get clear on your values, listen to connect and then reflect, and do those energy check-ins. And as we are wrapping up today, please, please, please remember, that you are the only one who can define who you are. When we take things personally, you're allowing others to define who you get to be each day. So define who you are from the inside out each and every day 
by loving who you are, owning who you are, trusting in who you are, because you know those define who you are each and every day. All right, there you have it, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I so hope you found it helpful. If you did, if you wouldn't mind, please rate, review, subscribe, share it out, tag me in it. And I also wanted you to let you know there is a free infographic that includes all of the information from today's episode in the show notes. So make sure to check that out so you have a quick reference guide so you too can quit (laughs) quit taking things so personally. All right, everybody, have an amazing week. I'll catch you same time, same place next week with a brand new episode just for you. So until then, have that beautiful week and I will talk to you soon.